You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. And we have a very special show today because we are joined by Nami Malumad, composer <laughs> for Star Trek Prodigy and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yay! Wow! Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome, Nami. It's so great to have you. Thank you. It's it's great to be here. And it's it's Nami and her cat. So <laughs> just, just saying What's the cat's name. Khatul. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's Hebrew for cat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, his, that's, that's awesome. His, that's his actual name. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. This is this is really cool. Yeah. So you were just telling us you're you're hard at work scoring Prodigy. Yes, our next session is on April seven, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I, I have to finish writing. <laughs> <laughs> so, does yeah. that mean that all of your work on Strange New Worlds is done? Uh, for season one, yes. Uh, we're right for season taking, one, taking a break because they're filming now. Uh, they're filming uh-huh. season two, so I think I'm going back to that in May or June. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You have so much stuff going on and I'm curious to know how you juggle all of it and how you sort of keep all of it straight in your head, you know, because I'm sure there's a different, there's a different tone. Each show has a different voice that you're trying to get for it. So that just seems like a lot of, you know, mental juggling that goes on. Yeah, that's true. That there is there is that. And when I started Strange New Worlds, I was like, oh wait, no, I should not be doing this thing. This is kind of <laughs> this is prodigy. And there's a proto star theme coming in there. And I'm like, no, Nami, this is definitely not not the right place for that. So it definitely has happened. Um, but I, I think ultimately it, it went into two very, very different um scores as you will hear uh Strange New Worlds coming out. Um yeah, I mean, I think I think in a way it was a, a nice nice thing to take a little bit of a break from Prodigy because you know the the actual show has taken. I mean, it'll be a while before we see the the next um, you know part of the season. So you know, I, I think it's actually good. You know that 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 there was um, some kind of a development in the music that that actually works well with. With the with, I mean, it's I, I don't want to spoil it. So, <laughs> um, but I I think I think that break was actually pretty healthy in in oh. terms of like you know growth and and development for our characters. Yeah, and and for the music that works with them, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, because you know there is the, this time passage. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking forward to. It. We've been we've been really enjoying and really impressed by Prodigy this year. I think you know when it was announced, no one really knew what to expect. Is the you know a, a kid show for Nickelodeon of Star Trek, and what does that mean? <laughs> And it I think means we're a, all... a kid's Spock. <laughs> right. It could be. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah. Right. <laughs> kid Kirk. Kid yeah, we're really blown away by the show as it's gone on and just the scope of it. And I mean, you're you're a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm proud of it. You know, <laughs> it's it's great to be part of it. I mean, it's it's a good crew to be part of, and mm. it's a good it's a good story. Like, 
good characters like everything is just very like and because it's animation musically you get to do so much you know that normally you wouldn't get to do so um that's very very fun yeah. <laughs> usually so that's interesting you say with with animation even musically there's there's more that you can do with animation than you can with live how does that affect the music yeah um, be because I mean, there's so much room. There's much more room for music. Like music is almost is almost like another character. The story is very driven by music. Um, so basically, you have way more room to to express. Like you you have more colors oftentimes because the animation is so. Uh, dynamic and it, mm. it jumps very quickly for like you know you're doing this for 10 seconds and then there's like you know the transitions are very quick um oftentimes in live action you, you'll have you know longer scenes like the music will be a little more static if that makes any sense yeah you know, not, all, not always but like you you know i i feel that like it, it's speeding like the the story is moving quicker in in animation mm. and so the music yeah also has like a lot of more responsibilities in terms of moving the story forward. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that definitely, you know, it's, it's a different muscle really in, in writing. Um, wow. It's fun. It's fun. I, I like both. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's fun. So, so you're scoring music. That's a, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about when you're scoring music for animation, do you have to watch yourself to make sure the, the music is almost not too up, up tempo? Yeah. Well, you never want to do uh, the thing called Mickey Mousing. That's like a, a uh -huh. term in music where, uh, you know, as previous shows, like older shows, where we're mimicking exactly the action of of the characters. So you you, you yep. don't really want to do that. Like in, in terms of like, how do you address it? I, I address it as if this was a feature film. But what I mean is like mm -hmm. a, a live, uh, sorry, like a live action film. Mm -hmm. But but what I mean is is that things are are definitely moving quicker. So you do, you do want to catch you know whatever changes in the scene, like whatever um, actions that do happen. But you, you just don't want to time them exactly on when they happen. Like usually the music will react. Uh, it's it's like an actor. Like you react. You, you don't you know you act, like. Let's say that the characters are acting and I am reacting. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So yep. yeah, it's interesting. Like if if you see a scene with two people hugging, like you don't, you know, there's there's it takes a moment before you feel the hug, right? Like you kind of want to wait that second until the the warmth hit hits you. You know, it's so you do that with music. Yeah, the wow. pregnant pause. That, that's when it really lands. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you do the, the you know, the big moment right then, it's, it, it's going to feel a little, you know, a little funny. Mm. And do you have to try not to fill it up with too much music? It's like, like you're saying, like, because you know, if you think of like, when you're talking about Mickey Mouse and I was thinking about silly cartoons, every every second there's music, there's wah wah. You know, there's all this kind of weird stuff that's yeah. going on. And is there a tendency or you have to make sure you don't do that because it's not live action? Yeah, uh, well, not not to do that neither in live action or or in animation. No, good point. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I mean, there there is almost well to well music. Like the music is always mm -hmm. almost always mm -hmm. there. Um, even in Stranger World, like there is a lot of music. Yeah. Um, but you know, there there's mixed levels. Like some sometimes you will hear it very 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 low under the dialogue, and sometimes it will be like very in the front because there's no dialogue, there's no effects, there's nothing mm -hmm. that competes it. Like you know, in terms of the audio. Um, so yeah, but it's it's always there. So I, I don't you know 
I don't think it's too much music. I think it actually it's the right right amount. Sometimes I I am hoping that it will be less, so it's less work for me. <laughs> But uh, yeah. So on on that note, um, I'm just curious. So uh, Prodigy is about a 24 minute episode in Strange New Worlds. We're expecting it will be about 50 minutes. About <laughs> how many minutes of music do you compose for each episode? Uh, well, you cannot technically, uh, you cannot compose the 52 minutes because you cannot score the 52 minutes. Um, and also you don't really need it because in Strange Worlds, we do have quiet, like, which I love. <laughs> quiet mm -hmm. is a good thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very nice. Uh, so normally it would be between, around the 25, 30-ish minutes of music. And then some of it, uh, I, I think the first episode that we did was like actually much, much more. It was almost 40. Um, and so that we can have like, a, a, you know, we can reuse some of the materials, which is something mm -hmm. that I have not done with Prodigy at all because <laughs> uh, we didn't need to do that. Um, so wow. this is this is a technicality, though. Um, so, you know, sometimes or or you will be writing like since music that is not uh, an entirely orchestral. Uh, so that that works in a sense. But like there's there's a limit to how much you can record in a session, mm. <laughs> um, you know, a human limit that yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, impossible to record 52 minutes in three hours. Like it's yeah. I've not met right. anyone who could do that. Like that's <laughs> that's crazy. You need more time. Um, um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to I jump backwards a little bit just for a second. Uh, the, your first job on Star Trek was doing the Short Trek episode Q&A. Right. And I'm curious to know how, that, how you came to that project. Like, how did the oh. Star Trek people get to know you? Oh, well, I, I think that was Giacchino's doing, <laughs> which I'm very grateful for. Uh, so I worked with Michael Giacchino on a different project, an American Pickle, and that was 2018. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, no, yeah, it, okay. the beginning of 2019. Um, and then uh, when, once he saw that I'm pretty good at my job, uh, he recommended me for, for the short uh, for to wow. Alex Christman. And then... That's how it came to be. I mean, Michael has, you know, <laughs> has, has done quite a lot of, of uh, great, great, great Star Trek work. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that opened the door for, for a lot of things. And I'm, I'm super grateful for him. That's so cool. Was that ever on your radar doing something for Trek? Well, yeah, I, I was hoping that it would happen, but I, I really didn't see that coming. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was very unexpected. It was, you know, my agent called me and she's like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't know, like having, <laughs> having lunch with you. because I thought that was her way to invite me for lunch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I mean, sure we can have, you know, but you also have to go to the secret hideout. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> so it was very like, I wasn't ready for it. And actually I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't because that would freak out. Like, yeah. I'm glad I didn't have the time to freak out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, and by the time I got there, I, I already kind of felt, you know, less freaked out. Mm. But it was a little, you know, I mean, it, it is a big responsibility. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was a big opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when it was announced and it was a big news in Star Trek circles because you were the first woman to compose for Star Trek. And, yeah. Well, I mean, technically, I have to I have to correct you on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because Diane Warren wrote the theme for Enterprise. Mm. Well, people, that's people true. People tend to but, forget that. But she didn't write it for Star Trek. That's true. But but she yeah. did write it. So okay. yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, I would say yes, it's true. I was the first uh, woman to to write for an episode mm -hmm. or for a show. But like mm -hmm. technically, 
Okay. Yeah. Even so, I mean, you're a well, trivia question now forever. <laughs> oh my God. What is that? Oh, that's, that's, uh, you know what? My mom would be so proud. Yes, she is, she is very proud. She is very, very proud. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually, my, my parents were here and I, I invited them to join one of our sessions for Stitcher Roll. So that was really fun. Wow. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. That was really, really nice. sweet. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of your parents being proud, I just want to go back to, <laughs> I, I've been reading up a little bit about you, and I found on Wikipedia that uh, when you were in school, you majored in music theory, composition, flute, and chemistry. Well, I'm yeah. just curious, was, was chemistry the fallback position in case the music thing didn't work out? Well, this was high school, that was, so it was right. like a long time ago. Uh, the thing is, like my 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 parents, like they they both come from like um, like a pharmaceutical. Uh, you know, my mm -hmm. mom is a pharmacist. My dad runs a factory for for drug like for for making drugs, um, like healthy drugs. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so that this was like a thing that I, I was actually into, like, you know, I, I, I went to their workplaces, like, you know, it was, it was a cool thing to, to, to see as a kid. So, um, yeah, it was sort of a, like, okay, um, here, here, here's something that I can go forward with and in case, you know, but I wasn't really sure at, at high school, like I was, I wanted right. to, but I wasn't like entirely, entirely sure of it it took me a moment to to, to go for it because you know music is is a tricky business like either yes you know, it's it, it you know I mean I, I, I'm happy because like I, I was very encouraged by my family by my friends like it was always like you know you could do it you can you, you know they 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 always believed in me so mm. and I believed in myself yeah. so, and I think that's very important yeah um, yeah but yeah, I mean, I, as a kid, I wanted to do so many things. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> yes. I wanted to be a, a yeah. vet, a veterinarian. Um, oh yeah. I wanted to be like a computer engineer. I, I wanted to do mm -hmm. a lot of things. Um, right. So yeah, I was, I was very obsessed with space for a long time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's paying off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, there, there was some documentary series about like the, the, um, you know, the chase to, to get to the moon, like between the, the U S and, and the, the USSR. So it was mm -hmm. like really, I, w I was obsessed with that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. So what got you uh, leaning more towards music eventually? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, th I think the, the, the combination of telling a story and, and making music, like, you know, I think it was mainly the music being part of like a bigger picture kind of thing. Mm. Cause after, after high school, um, I did this, like, I mean, so in high school, I, did, I worked on this musical and then I started working on theater stuff and it was really fun to see how, how your music is not just, you know, a standalone piece, but it also, part of story. Like other yeah. people's other people's art like you know direction and writing and acting and mm. all that stuff so that was really fun uh but also I loved movies like I, I just loved movies and the music for movies like it was you know growing up that was that was a huge thing I would listen to soundtracks all the time and so I was I was playing it on piano like all, all sorts of melodies from movies I was like hey this is doable I can do it so I think part of gaining that like that wanting to do it was, Hey, I can, I can do it. So it was yeah. like, a, you know, both things at the same time, like that mm. confidence came with like the understanding that it's not that difficult. I mean, mm. it is, but it's not like, yeah, it was something that came pretty naturally <laughs> to you. 
Yeah, I guess. Yes and no. I wa- I watched so many films though. Like oh. to get to get to I, I think the most important thing is to watch films or or yeah. TV, like you know, in order to tell a story. So it's it's not really always about the music, it's about how you t- how you use the music. Mm. Um, yeah. so Absolutely. yeah, there there was a time I watched a movie almost every day. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have a list of all of them. It was <laughs> yeah. Do you lean towards <laughs> certain favorites. types of movies, certain certain genres, uh, certain time yeah. periods? I would say like fantasy and uh, sci-fi, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff that are obviously lending themselves more to music to a uh, comedy mm-hmm. uh, as well. Like mm. th- those are, and period films too. Like, I don't know th- these to me and animation, th- these are genres where you, you have more music in the front, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think orchestral music suits science fiction really well. I mean, yes. Yeah, this is the big vistas and the big space, and you know that that's sort of they go hand in hand, as far, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, yeah, those big scores, you know, the Star Trek scores, uh, the, the the Star Wars scores, like all these things. Growing up, I was like, this is incredible, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> uh, the John Williams stuff for for mm-hmm. for Star Wars, where like I watch. I, actually, this, it happened the same with track. Like I wa- I I knew the music before I knew the content of whatever it is. I mean, even mm. I think even Pirates of Caribbean. Pretty sure I heard the score before I I heard the actual. It, before I watched the, the movies. So yeah, it's, um, I mean, Harry Potter, you look at those big orchestral mm-hmm. stuff. They're just so beautiful. They're memorable mm-hmm. too. It's, right. it's it's a thing like, um, so yeah, I guess, uh, I, I guess orchestral scores are where, where really, uh, <laughs> it made me want to do it. Like, right. Yeah. So <laughs> well, instrumental. You- this was instrumental in, in me <laughs> becoming a composer. So oh, good. Yeah. Were you a, a fan of Star Trek? Uh, I I was a fan of the music, not okay. a fan of, of actual Star Trek. I didn't understand it at all. I did not understand. It, it looked weird. There were like aliens. I mean, this was TNG time, so mm. I did not really like. And nobody in my my you know my parent like they you know it was just on TV, so it mm-hmm. was in the background. But like I did not understand it at all. <laughs> like, and uh, even today, no, I'm just kidding. Today I'm like I'm like last night I watched Picard because I'm like okay, when does it come come out? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep. Give me, give me uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but that was a really, really great episode. Yeah. Yes. Um, like I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> did you, you didn't, you, you weren't so much into the sci-fi itself, but did you really love the music of TNG or any of the other Star Trek series? Yes and no. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, when I watched it, I was, I think mm-hmm. I was a little less um, crit- critical of, mm-hmm. of scores. Um, and I, yeah. I, I love, I love the theme, you know, uh, yeah. But I, I think, and I think the actual music is good. I, I would just, you know, as a composer, I would have made other choices in terms of spotting and in terms of what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a tricky question because in a way it, it fit what it was, you know, and I'm, I'm yeah. sure that like at the, that period of time, you know, I we should be judging it according to the lens of the 90s and, and the early 2000s, like all you know, Voyager and, and DS9 and all these shows, which which I love. Right. But you know, we have to judge the acting and the direction and and the cinematography and and the production design and the costume design, like all these and and the music. We have to judge everything with that lens. Mm-hmm. So you know, today I don't think any of us would do the, those choices for in 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 terms of filmmaking, mm. but. But it was enjoyable, and uh, you know, I, I love those shows. And and you know, occasionally I will, you know, I actually did a rewatch of Voyager, and I wrote down every 
scene that I loved from music. <laughs> cool. That's good. I, I actually have a document yeah. with like this, the, my favorite <laughs> scenes um, of, of Voyager, um, like score wise. One reason I was curious about that. <laughs> one reason I was curious about that is I, I grew up on the original series and you know, anybody, as you probably know, anybody who grew up on the original series or is a fan of the original series knows that after a certain time, they didn't make any more original music. And that's yeah. why so many themes like Spock's theme and the fights and stuff, they're just, they're classic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I thought it was interesting that you were saying that even if you didn't love Star Trek for sci-fi, you like the music because anybody who started out with the original series, we just, we know music, we know Star Trek music. Yeah. And yeah. so and we uh, on our podcast just a few weeks ago, we were even talking about what is the music that you remember from an episode with Discovery and stuff, because we're so used to, some people, I'm not going to call out, some people can identify an episode of the original series just by the music mm-hmm. when it starts out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And so we were talking about that kind of to your point where is the, we love the music. I talked to some people who don't pay attention to music at all and they say it doesn't matter. But I think wow. for Star Trek fans especially. It's, they don't it's, realize it matters. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think you're right, but yeah. especially for Star Trek fans, we are absolutely aware of it yeah. all the time. Yeah, I know that, and I love that. I love that yes. about about Star Trek people because because mm-hmm. you know it's like the little details that that matter, mm-hmm. and, and you do those things for. You know, sometimes I I would hide some some Easter eggs just because yep. I know that people will pick up on that. And that's really cool because I like picking up on that stuff too. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's fun. I mean, there there are definitely a few Easter eggs on on Strange New Worlds. <laughs> you will see. Good, good. Yeah, uh, you actually, hope for that. <laughs> more, more more than a few. Okay. So <laughs> I was going to ask you about that uh, prodigy because I've noticed going along that, like you said, there's Easter eggs in there. Now, now is that something that comes from you, or is that something that's, that's suggested, or is it both oh well, it's usually me because <laughs> I, i'm really? a trekkie yeah um but uh yeah i mean if i'm trying to think if there was anything that was uh i mean oh yeah there there is going to be a, an easter egg that was uh planned by the production but you you'll see that's that's okay. in the, the yep. second part of the season um uh, but yeah we we did that like really early on because it had to yeah the music would would influence what's going like mm. y- you know because it's animation so it, yeah it takes a while uh, yeah absolutely yeah it's different <laughs> like because on stranger worlds like i mean you, you on live action you work on a final picture mm. <laughs> with prodigy it's not that way i mean you start on a, on a non-fight like an animatic um mm-hmm. or sometimes an assembly i mean yeah <laughs> and even when it's a lock it's not really a lock yeah <laughs> so as you're first getting to know the story and the characters through animatics and things i mean what is your oh, feeling go, when you go back and watch the final piece are you are you oh my god so it... cool. i'm not surprised because i know what's going to happen right uh unless there's a big edit and then i'm like oh okay i i actually like that they did that um and the, but then you know it's i have to edit things and <laughs> more... i'm like but it's worth it it's worth it uh but yeah um yeah i i think it's really cool to see how things come to life because i i actually when you read the screenplay mm-hmm. and you imagine something and then it's completely either completely different than what you imagined mm-hmm. or it's like you know kind of a little bit what you imagine so uh, either way it's really cool to to see how the artists are are doing that you know mm-hmm. um and that you know obviously what what i see on screen totally um you know that 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 is what influences my writing because i'm basically trying to match pictures so i am definitely influenced by 
by the story and by how it looks mm-hmm. um and but by the pace of the, of the edit and what's what's happening like you know if there's, there's like a focus like a zoom in like whatever it is like it will affect the music the score mm-hmm. yeah um, so you always have visuals you always always yeah. have the visuals to write for you don't yeah. they don't just throw a script at you and say script this scene i mean um, well uh, yeah well originally originally i actually used the 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 screenplays to come up with ideas for like musical themes mm-hmm. so some of them mm-hmm. have actually gone in into the show mm-hmm. uh now when i'm trying to think about it yeah i think i think the zero I'm pretty sure the zero the zero thing was was uh you know originating from a screenplay from like just you know and and from seeing I did see like um so it was an animation it was a PDF with like all sorts all designs and like you know backgrounds right. and how how things are going to look so that that inspired me in 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 that but mm-hmm. it was a lot like I I haven't seen their character before I I came into to I started writing pretty early on on this um, and then what, what actually surprises me a lot of times is that mm-hmm. how how close the animatic is to the get how how accurate it is, mm. you know. <laughs> I'm like with black and white stuff and a little bit of color sometimes, but like and and this, it, and and the vocals of the actors, it's all there. The the pacing is kind of there. So a lot of times I'll write something and then I'll I'll be amazed how it actually fits into the final, you know, and I don't have to do a lot of editing or, you know, occasionally, sometimes, <laughs> but like, so it, it's actually pretty amazing how, how accurate, how close they, they are with, with the animatic and the intent. So, um, and, and how to see that translates into a final picture. So mm. I, there's like, it, it seems so easy, but there's so much, <laughs> so much on the way there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, now you're so, so you're working on Prodigy and Strange New Worlds. Is there one of the other current Star Trek shows that you'd like to write music for, or a character uh, I, that you'd like I, to write I would, music for? I would love to write music for a show that has not been, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't if, again. This is not like I I don't know anything, but if if there was a show that I would want to do is is uh, if they ever did like a Star Trek Seven, mm. like I am a huge fan of Seven since yes, like so are we. since Voyager, so. And I think I think she'd be a really good character. I think to, so like because because I feel like you know one thing that I was you know kind of grumpy about with Picard season one was that we didn't see what happened to Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was know, just this huge that character time. shift, and you're like, what happened to Seven? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> yep. And I think I think I think that could be explored. You know. Mm-hmm. So I I'm hoping you know that hopefully one day this happens, <laughs> and then I'll totally be. I mean. You know, <laughs> you know. Sometimes, sometimes you think every character has a has a theme song. You know, the most famous would be when Darth Vader would come in. You know, dun dun dun. dun. Yeah. So when you when you're thinking when you're scoring characters or somebody like Seven, do you think of a theme for that person? Is there something about them, uh, a specific type of theme that you think of when you see certain characters? Yeah, I mean, you want you want that you want your music to you know complete the character. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't have to match exactly. Like. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to be a comic about it. You know, it, you right. don't want it to play as comedy. So, but but you do want something that would, um, you know, whether it's going to be an instrument that that you know people can identify with that character, or a motif like a melodic thing, or maybe a texture, or uh, like you know a bunch of c- certain instruments or certain colors, or yeah. mm-hmm. um, or maybe maybe a rhythmic thing like 
you know, but but if if there's something that that identifies that character, um, I I feel like it it ties things together. Like it's it, it feels like the the whole story is more cohesive. It gives it more depth to the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that that is kind of like a an old school approach, but I mm-hmm. you know when I look at my favorite composers, that's what they have been doing for mm. all these years, oh, you know, and, yeah. and even from classical music, you have these light motifs, so it's mm-hmm. it's present like you know throughout history of music, and I think I think there is a good reason for that. Yeah. So you know, I I would totally do that. I mean, I'm I'm doing that whenever I can. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> like the familiar, they like to hear something. Like, hey, I know that. Yeah, yeah, but you also you like also you also don't want to overuse it. So mm-hmm. it it's kind right. of has to be very very Balance. smart. Like don't yeah. just because the character is on screen doesn't mean that it justifies that particular theme of the character. Like it mm-hmm. has to be, you know, something that makes sense and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh you want to be careful not yeah. not to overuse. If you overuse then the next time you're going to use it, it's just not going to make the same impact. Mm. Right. Because I, I I think way back to the early, like to the 20s and 30s, where you had true villains, you know, the, the really bad, the movies where the villain was truly twirling his mustache. And you would always have the villain music and the heroine music and the yeah. hero music. And it was just so obvious. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they pull fun, fun about that with stuff like uh, Captain Proton in uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. so much fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. It's just, the music is over the top. But every time somebody walks in, you hear that music. So you know it's the bad guy and the good guy. Yeah. And but but fighting then, it. Yeah. Yeah, but then you're risking being like, you know, when when it's when it's a scenario like that. So there is uh-huh. that bit of a comedy that you know mm-hmm. aspect. And you're like, okay, well, you know, it's okay for me to to right. enjoy it, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun. But like with with a villain like say the diviner on prodigy, um, mm-hmm. you don't want that to feel that characteristically, you know, tom bum. I mean, yes, you want it, you want <laughs> it to be intimidating, you want him right. to, to feel scary. But, you know, as as the show, you know, progresses, as you also mm-hmm. find out that he has a pretty good reason for for, you know, all sorts of things that he's doing, mm-hmm. like bad things, not necessarily justifying, but like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he has I mean, I'm, I'm saying he has a, a, a la- more layers and maybe mm-hmm. he's not, you know, may- maybe he wasn't that guy to begin with. So you kind of knowing that, you know, as a composer, knowing where the story is going can actually really help when you're when you're starting to write for this yeah. character because you're like well he's not a dark way there so mm. y- you don't want his theme you know you want his theme to, to to include elements that that would actually go with his character um in a more uh you know in a way that that makes more sense for for later too right, so you sure. want to install that at the beginning mm, right. um so that was actually very helpful uh, plus, you don't want to make fun of your villain. Like you, you <laughs> want to take him seriously on yeah. this one. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think when you talk about the nuances, what you're saying there's sometimes um, what we'll do. I find myself sometimes doing is I'll call somebody the well, you'll call him the antagonist other than just the villain. Because um, you know, yeah. to your point, sometimes they're they're much more layered. They're not just a boo hiss bad guy. Right. Even if you don't agree with what they did, you can kind of understand maybe mm-hmm. how they got to that point. Became that person. Yeah. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he has those like, um, even those those vocal things. Like, I mean, his mm-hmm. he's basically on, on some sort of a you know a mission to save his people. Like, you know, so um, basically, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait.
Doctor Who is all about change. For almost 59 years, the show has gone through many regenerations. One thing always consistent is a sense of hope and wonder across all space and time. It's the dawn of a new era, and your friends at our station Who will be here to cover everything to come this year and beyond. Please write and subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are found. I was actually going to uh, bring up the leitmotif question. And since you already addressed that, I'm curious to know who not only some of your film composer um, inspirations are, but your favorite classical composers. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, well, I like I like um, uh, Prokofiev and uh, Korsakov, like a lot, a lot of these more color, colorful composers, let's say, uh, Ravel, mm-hmm. BBC, like... Um, Britain, uh, Copeland, like um, Muller, uh, I don't know, like people with, with big orchestral stuff, but also like they explored a lot of, like it, it almost feels like film music without the film. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of storytelling yeah. Yeah. in that. And then I really love Beethoven, who has a lot of, like you can hear the mood swings in his music. <laughs> and I always loved playing that too. So it was oh, really absolutely. fun for me to like, you know, play a sonata and, and like, you know, you get to really ex- experience, like get to dive into the music with your own emotions. So I, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love Mozart. Um, which is very like you know, it, it's surprisingly it makes me very creative every time I listen to to a Mozart piece. I'm like you know suddenly something clicks and I'm like oh I I know what to do for that scene. You know it happens a lot. Um, so that's really interesting. Yeah, because you know there's that whole movement about playing Mozart music for babies because it increased their productivity and their creativity and you know it, it like trains their brain in a certain way so i guess it's yeah. actually true i think it should be for adults too <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> I, I i do want to ask about one of your other projects so getting away from trek for just a minute but there's another series that's happening now that's kind of been you know getting a lot of attention and that's the one with the really long title oh. the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window right um yeah. i'm I've not seen it yet, but I've got a lot of friends who have raved about this show. So I'm really curious <laughs> to know about your involvement in that and, you know, how, how that came about. Uh, well, uh, I wrote the music. How did it came about? Uh, I think the music supervisor, uh, Gabe Helfer, uh, recommended me. And then they listened to my music, the producers, and they're like, oh, well, it's good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then, you know, we took a meeting and, and, it, you know, it was, it, it was a good connection, I guess. <laughs> like I, la- mm-hmm. I read the screenplays early in advance and I actually laughed out loud and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is, this is great. It's so dark <laughs> and it's so funny and it's every- everything together. Um, so yeah, I think that's how it came to be. This was like a while ago. <laughs> uh, cause the show came out in January. Um, we're yeah. actually dropping a soundtrack tomorrow, so that's oh wow cool. oh cool that's yeah, yeah. awesome yeah it it was really fun to do because because that that show involves so many genres in the same show <laughs> like <laughs> you have comedy and you have romantic comedy and you have mm-hmm. drama and you have like really really super sad grief music and and then you have like 
uh, again, like super romantic, melodramatic, like uh, you have a little bit of sexy stuff, you have thriller, you have horror, you have action, you have investigative spy stuff. Um, you know, it's like, it's like a mixture of everything. And then again, you have a big challenge of like, how do you tie all of this together <laughs> into a piece that feels cohesive? Mm-hmm. So that, that was a challenge. Um, and uh, it was really fun to do, but also a challenge <laughs> and not a lot of time. So, <laughs> of course, there's never time. Right. So what was the, the first piece of music of yours that you ever had performed? And what was your first commission? Performed like as a player? No. The, well, a, a composition of yours that got performed, whether that be by you or someone else. Because oh. you've, you've done other than, you know, you haven't yeah. done just film music. You've done a lot of concert pieces and stuff. Too. Yeah. But the first the first piece that was performed, I think it was high school, probably. Mm. Uh, like, you know, we had a, a, a city orchestra playing our pieces. Um, and this was, uh, yeah, I wrote I wrote I wrote something that sounded kind of like 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 film music, but it was supposed to be an arrangement for a Hebrew song. And I completely took it like <laughs> into, <laughs> into where That's I wanted fantastic. to go. Where I wanted to go. <laughs> was really fun um and so yeah there was like the the players of the orchestra and i played piano and it was really fun i think the first piece i wrote like outside of that um that was actually performed um was uh like some it was a memorial piece actually for uh a, a friend of mine who was uh like uh killed in in the military in israel oh, no. um so oh, it wow. was yeah it was it's it's heavy i, I didn't think we're <laughs> gonna go there but uh so um he died in a, in a plane crash and um yeah it was terrible um and uh He's actually the son of the first Israeli astronaut who also crashed in the Columbia. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was really, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring this. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, so I wrote I wrote a, that piece. It was like a five five instrument piece. It was p- I played piano and I, I gathered some, some friends and we did this like in an evening um, in the Jerusalem Academy of Music. So that was that was also a bit of a colorful piece, um, but it was more a concert piece rather than like uh film music right so there was that and then um i mean there's like a lot of other (laughs) pieces that i wrote that have had more nicer connotations like more happy um you mentioned a a musical earlier i'm i'm very i I love musical (laughs) theater that was kind of my that was my college Oh, oh yeah, that's really fun. No, I've done a lot of uh, like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, actually, so the first commission I, I did was like, af- so we did the musical in high school. Uh, we did two of them actually. And then after high school, I got hired by the director of that musical to do uh, some of her theater work. And so that was my, the first time I got paid to, to write music. And it was really wow. fun. Um, awesome. It was, yeah, it was for kids. And I wrote like, I had to write like the underscore for the show and then some like a couple of songs. It was really nice. And then uh, there was a cabaret that I did. So it was jazz music. Uh, and I wrote, I, I got the, the the lyrics from the the person who wrote the play, um, and I changed a little bit, but like I I wrote a lot of songs, and it was really fun. And I, you know, I, I was rehearsing with the with the actors slash singers, um, and they were doing all these musical numbers. It was really nice, hmm. uh, but I had to be there like every time we performed <laughs> on stage, which I'm not a big fan of. Like it's. Uh, you know, I have a little bit of stage fear. So I'm like, <laughs> I prefer to be just a composer <laughs> and have other people perform and be in front of the, you know, be in front of the camera is not for me. I, I like mm. being behind the screen. So 
um, you know, it was nice while it happened, but like, <laughs> I feel safe, safer in film music or, right. or TV music, if that makes sense. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> I was like, if I have to conduct, I will conduct, but like, I, you know, <laughs> not a huge fan. <laughs> I know so, some actors don't like to go back and watch their performances. Do you do you go back and listen to like the Prodigy soundtrack or the American Pickle soundtrack? Uh, I have uh, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do that when I add it like a soundtrack, for example, sort of Prodigy, since we put out every every cue that's in the, yeah. that's in the show. Um, so there is a little bit of editing that needs to happen there. So I do listen through everything. And then I also listen through like the mastering pass that we're doing um, mm. for, for that release. And, you know, if, if I have any notes or whatever, like um, that's the, that's the right time to say it before it goes out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I, I, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll watch, a piece or, or film or, or, or an episode like way later. Cause I will get upset about like this and that and that, and things <laughs> that no one else will hear. Yeah. No one else will know. No one else will care, but I'll be like, Oh, you know, there's always <laughs> that one thing or two things or a million things that I'm yeah. like, Oh, I wish I did that. You know, cause there's no, there's no real, you know, you don't finish the, you don't complete the project. It's just released. Yeah. But that doesn't mean yeah. it's finished. Run yeah. out of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> we, we know that all too well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And with the Prodigy soundtrack, and like you mentioned it, it seemed like they were releasing episodes that are parts of the soundtrack every week. Like it was coming out all the time. I know for Lower Decks, we had to wait. I know well, that's, for it to finally that's, come out that's, and the prodigy that's, just on yeah. Spotify every time I turn around. Yeah. Cause that's the, I mean, Kevin and, the, and Dan and I were, were talking that we want to do that. So we made it happen. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's a lot of work, uh, but, I appreciate it. <laughs> but I also think it's fun. It's really fun music that, you know, it, uh, personally, I, it's part of why I like film music. Cause I'm like, I like watching the film or the, or the show and then, you know, if I walk out or like, you know, I drive somewhere, it's like it's like you can almost experience that again, but mm. without the picture. Yeah, and I yeah. feel especially with Prodigy, it really tells a story along with the story, like the music tells a story with the story. Mm. So it's like, you know, it's fun. I was I was hoping that people will listen to it after they have watched the episode mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. kind of you know, it will remind them of, of what they just seen right. and how, how they felt about it and, yeah. and all of that. So, um, yeah. So I was wondering, you were talking about some of the things you've done with the music, you know, such as the unfortunate thing with the death of a friend and, and so forth. And then obviously you go from comedy to action to, um, to, to sometimes sad things. When you're composing music or when you, you listen to it, do you find yourself really getting emotionally caught up in it? I mean, is there a distance? Oh, yeah. Oh, do sad oh music? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do a distance thing, mm -hmm. but it, I cannot. Oh, I'm yeah. really bad at this. I would cry oh, like a lot. Uh, and even in mm. Prodigy, like sometimes if there's like a moment where I've, mm -hmm. you know, I'm overwhelmed, but like this is so you know, it's such a sweet moment or it's such yeah. a sad moment or or it's such a magnificent moment. Like, you know, first episode when they, when they second episode, wait, yeah, first episode, actually, when they find the ship mm -hmm. that that I, I, I've watched it so many times and every time <laughs> that gets to me, you know, That's cool. and episode nine gets to me like episode 10. Like, I mean, 
episode five when uh, uh-huh. when Gwen and Dollar uh, is it okay we're doing spoilers I guess yep, I mean, go right ahead it's absolutely already out so uh, <laughs> when they're sitting together and it's like the, it's the first time they they actually you know kind of become friends mm-hmm. yes I mean there's like all these little moments where you're like oh you know and it totally <laughs> gets to me sometimes yeah I so, yeah wow and and there have been stuff like that in Stranger Worlds too you you will yeah. So as you compose, you sometimes find yourself like tearing up or just laughing or getting kind of excited oh, laughing, as you compose? laughing a lot. Yes. But uh, <laughs> oh, in the in the woman in the house, I was laughing a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it would happen. And that that means it's, you know, it's working on me. And, and yes. that, that's sometimes I'm like, OK, well, do, do, do we even need me to do anything here? I mean, it works. So, <laughs> so great. I, I don't need to do it. <laughs> And you're like, well, what if I do something that will make people cry less? No, that's not good. <laughs> so you kind of want to. I yeah, don't want to mess it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, well, but yeah, I mean, cool. I, I'm not good with like putting distance between myself and the project. Like mm. I'm, I'm not good at it. I think that's great because it really, really sounds like you've managed to marry your passion with your profession. And that's not everybody gets to do that. And that's awesome. But you really need that because when you're at 2 a.m. or whatever and you're doing a third (laughs) revision of something or fourth revision, you're like, oh, well, I wish, you know. Oh, so glad I'm passionate about it. At least, you know, (laughs) this is what I wanted. Be careful what you wish for. So, yeah. Sometimes you'll have that. I mean, people don't often talk about that part of, of you know, working in the industry. But like, yeah, there's there's a lot of like revisions. There's a lot of things that don't go your way. There's a lot of, yeah. you know, creative ideas where you're like, oh, I'm not sure I want to do that. Usually I'm like, oh, they were right. I was wrong. <laughs> um, so uh, it happens a lot. So, yeah, but but you have those moments where it's it's harder, like the workload is a lot. And yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm personally trying to figure out a better balance, like, you know, because mm-hmm. I want to I want to take these jobs. I want to do more. And I, I'm excited. I'm legit excited about, you know, not just startup, but like other projects, too. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, what about like, you know, going on dates, having, you know, friends over for dinner, <laughs> you know, seeing like, there's, there's so many things that you want to do mm-hmm. um, that you kind of want to have a better, I want to have a better balance. Yeah. But you look at the so, greats, you mentioned like, people like John Williams and stuff. You look at them, they're going, you got these, these famous composers, they're going into their eighties yeah. and sometimes nineties. So yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we should have like, decades to do all this great stuff. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah it's like i want to do everything now <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sign me up now for everything thank you um, but yeah that's that's true um and i think the more you become like you know more established and then mm-hmm. you, you get to sort of be like oh no i'm not doing that or like <laughs> you know yeah. yeah i am doing that like give me that like can i get that you know so it's like you, you can right. pick pick and choose more mm-hmm. um and you have you know a large team or whatever like you could you know think things may become a little easier with with time yeah uh so yeah and as a creative as you're saying you know it's it's interesting as you say you're passionate you put yourself in your music and you're a creative and i know the one thing when you're a creative doesn't matter what creative a writer a speaker um a puppeteer a dancer is you put something out and people don't like it or it doesn't fit Oh. Um, how do you how do you how do you navigate it that over the years? Because not everything you put out they're gonna like. It's not even bad. It just may not be right for that thing. How do you navigate that and not get your feelings? Well, yeah, you know up? what? It's interesting. So mm-hmm. one one way to do it uh, is 
to to make fun of it. So like mm-hmm. I I think when I worked with Absentia, um, like there was like a couple um, people on Twitter who didn't uh-huh. like the music or whatever. There was one mm. person who was like, "Oh, I wish it was more thematic," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, and it, and this, was, this, this was in. I think this was a translation from from Spanish or Portuguese. Like I, I mean, I, I wasn't sure I'm reading it correctly, but but I took some screenshots and then I started like um, this is an advice I got from like not an advice, but like, I'm following the steps of some other composer mm-hmm. who's doing that. But like take like basically taking photos of those like screenshots and having the, yeah. those in a folder <laughs> and be like, and then every time I'm like a high or something, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look at those. <laughs> <laughs> like okay now me come down from your everest <laughs> i mean there's gonna be haters always and yep. i, I think always. when when you know when when you're trusting your own work um mm-hmm. then you do really need that validation from you know other people i don't know you know it's a good yeah. question i mean i think it's always nice to get you know that validation it's nice when people like you but it's also nice to read why other people don't like what you did yeah. or yeah. like, cause you know, maybe you'll find something that you can improve on, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be trolling. I'm, I do that sometimes. I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> like there was a book of someone on Facebook writing. I, I don't remember, remember like, Oh, that's not film music, whatever. And I'll uh, wow. like, uh, like he didn't even hear my music. It was really interesting. Mm. Uh, and uh, what did I write? Something like, Oh, I'd love to have some recommendations of what you listen to, what you consider film music. Mm-hmm. And he never mm-hmm. responded. I'm like, damn, I, I wish, <laughs> You know, it's nice. Um, so yeah, you know, it's whatever. It's like well, you got, um, and the thing is, you got a hundred years of film. So what is film music? I right. mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. So much. I mean, I, I, we all have personal preferences, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm pretty sure that I can listen to something and be like, not my cup of tea. You know? Yeah. I'm probably not going to post that online, but <laughs> yeah, I will still have here. my opinion. I think we all have our opinions about things, mm-hmm. and it's totally legit and valid. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have to like right. everything all the time. <laughs> I, I, I have very, I'm very opinionated. Like my friends know, like, you know, in, in person, I'll be like, I'll be very opinionated about certain music or about certain mm-hmm. shows or, you know, and I think it's good to be critical uh, of yourself too. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But that leads to a lot of growth. That's true. Yeah. That's Absolutely. true. <laughs> and you can learn what you don't want to do. Right. So, so outside of composers, who are some of your favorite performers? Performers? Like like, like music? Of, of music, yeah. Oh, I love Annie DeFranco. Uh, do you guys know her? Uh, singer, songwriter, Alan phenomenal, does. phenomenal <laughs> guitar player, writes her own lyrics like in a way like I Mm-hmm. I love her mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I love Nora Jones. Wait, you love her. You know her. Okay. Um, yes. I just bought tickets to Nora Jones. She's coming to LA. Uh, so I'm, I'm so excited. Nice. I've, I've seen her before here, but like every time she comes, I'm like, uh, I'm, I have to go. <laughs> 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 just, yeah. I mean, I mean, she, she's great. Um, who else I love? I love uh, John Mayer. Um, that was the first concert I ever went to. Mm. Uh, though I guess I like guitar players. Huh? <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, don't start guitars. Everybody yeah. loves guitar Absolutely. players. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that was the first concert I went to. It was in Melbourne, in Australia. Uh, and I look a bunch of Israeli singers. Nata, she won. She won the Eurovision like two, three mm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. She has like all these like kind of synthy elements. Like it, like she's doing a lot of things with loops. I mean, it's, it's very different music than what I do, which that's mm-hmm. kind of what I like, you know, listening to 
to music that's not me you know yeah um that's not what mm-hmm. i do it's completely like out of my comfort zone like i would not try to write that you know <laughs> right, um yeah. So yeah, and then I, I love listening to old jazz actually. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, nice. like nice. Count Basie Orchestra, like stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're really big time. So you're talking swing, almost swing type. Yeah, music yeah, yeah. Stuff, I, right? I okay. love, I love that stuff. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. So you love uh, what movies else? from the thirties, forties. You love movies from the thirties and forties because they're all swing and jazz music. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I love jazz music. I mean, the, that's like on my my wish list of things I want to do. Like when I retire, mm-hmm. when I'm 100 years old, and I have the time. <laughs> I want to learn how to play bebop, and I want to, you know, I, I want to improvise and all, all these things. I want to play in a big band, like you know, one day. Oh, sweet. <laughs> zoot suits. Now I'm picturing people dancing awesome. in the zoot suits as the music is playing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> No, but I would love to write something like that too. Like if, if yeah. there's if there's a movie that like calls for jazz music, I mean, mm-hmm. sign me up. I've I've done some of those, but uh, you know, I wish I wish there was like a bigger, bigger film or like a you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're big jazz fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's fun. Well, Nami, I really appreciate you taking the time with us tonight. Yeah, um, thank you so much. Yeah, this has Gosh, been thank wonderful. Thank you, guys. You, you have really yeah. good questions. I mean, I, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of questions I never thought I would be asked. And we're still going, and you're you're still animated, and, have, and you're talking, you're saying some great stuff. I'm not a musician, and I know Alan's a musician. Um, oh, really? I don't play. Yeah, Alan's a musician. I'm not. I love music, but so yeah. I, I, like you guys, when you started talking about classical music, I'm like, uh, okay, you said Ravel. Like, I kind of know that one. Just Almost keep nodding. Just keep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can people look forward to from you coming up? Uh, well, there's more Star. There's a lot of Star Trek coming up. Oh yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I feel like I, you know, I kind of for me, it's like I completed it, so I'm like, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. the break, but. Uh, <laughs> But now that I think of it, you guys have not seen any of it yet. So yeah, yeah. Strange New Worlds is a lot of music and it's really good. Uh, and spoiler, something... the show is good. The music is also good. <laughs> okay. and, <laughs> um, and, and, and you have not done a Star Trek film, right? Well, not yet. Not yet. So, that's, so there you got something else to look forward to. Yeah. So well, that is definitely something. Is cool. Yeah, but yeah. It will, I think it will take a while <laughs> before that happens. Uh, but we shall see. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that, that's got to be next for you. Yeah, they they, they like you over there, so they, yes. they keep giving you stuff. <laughs> I agree. I think I think they do, and I like them too. So it's it's a mutual. Like we, <laughs> now we've been dating for a while. <laughs> now we're now we're in a relationship. Okay. Uh, it's it's getting serious. It's not non exclusive, but it's uh, <laughs> we're all seeing other people. That's fine. I mean, it's LA. Come on, we're yeah. all polyamorous. We're all like, you know, transsexual. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, 
your station for all things geek.